So my mom passed about 11 years ago, and, and at the time she had a degenerative disease similar to Parkinson's,、uh, and she eventually couldn't talk, walk, or eat even.、Um, and when she passed, you know, my kids were very young. My daughter was four at the time, and, and the person that my daughter knew was just not the person that I knew as my mom. My mom was a strong woman, a vibrant woman, a strong woman of faith,、um, and, and it really hurt me that my mom would. My kids would never be able to know or experience、uh, their grandmother.、Mm. Welcome to Legacy Grandparenting, the podcast of the Legacy Coalition. I'm Wayne Rice, and I'm joined by my co-host John Colomb, who is director of spiritual development for the Legacy Coalition. We have a very interesting, and I think a very helpful podcast for you today with a couple of special guests who we're, we're going to hear from in just a moment. But first, John, as we always do, we turn to you for、uh, a word of wisdom、oh. for、uh, for us as we get started today. Well, I think all of us will identify with this thought, is, and it's that the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that we don't need to write that down. We'll remember. And what we're talking about today,、um, we always know it's a good thing to write down our stories, to、uh, capture our legacy, so that we can pass it on. But we never seem to get to it because we don't know where to start. And I just, I'm very excited、uh, about bring, bringing this concept down to the where everyone can handle it, look at it, and maybe even when we're done talking, go do it. <laughs> and、uh, because it does take discipline, but we, we've got some guys today, don't we, that are going to be helping us with. Different ways of doing that, writing our legacy. But yeah,、uh, and I think, I think part of a problem is that we know so much these days at this age that it is hard to capture those those、uh, details and the things that we say. Well, yeah, I got to write that down. Wayne, you're you- saying we're we're so old that、uh, that we. Have accumulated so much knowledge、A- that it, to try to get it out, it's、oh, it's just too、I'm、difficult. Full of wisdom, full of information, <laughs> but、uh, yeah, no. Well, yeah, like you say, I, I mean, our podcast today is really about storytelling, which is something that we grandparents、um, try to do: is tell our stories to、uh, our grandkids. But、uh, what we're going to talk about is、um, how grandparents can tell their stories. In written form, in a book, and or something similar to a book,、um, something that can be preserved、uh, for, for generations. You know, hopefully we we tell our stories in other ways as well. But but someday we're not going to be around to talk to our grandkids and tell tell them about how how Jesus changed our lives or or how God has blessed us over the years. And if you can do that in written form,、mm-hmm. our grandkids will have it for years to come. Now, Wayne, you've done this.、Uh, I, <laughs> I remember、uh, during COVID,、uh, you had a lot of extra time on your hands. <laughs> I did. Tell、and、us so, about it.、Uh, yeah. Well, what I did was、um, I basically decided now would be a good time to write my autobiography. And、um, I mean that sounds really self-centered and everything, you know, to say、um, my autobiography, because you always think of that being. You know the famous people write their autobiographies, and、um, and so you know I I didn't 
really have any idea of, of writing an autobiography that might get published and other people, you know, read it. But I thought, you know, I ought to write it. And just so that my kids and my grandkids, you know, God has, has done some amazing things as I look back over over my life. And I'm sure each one of us have those memories of just things that, that uh, you'd like to, you know, tell people about, but maybe... Uh, you know, maybe we're reluctant to do it. You know, who is it that said it's it's not bragging if you actually did it? <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's actually true. <laughs> and uh, and I I think um, you know I look back over my life and I think you know I'd like to tell these stories, but the kids aren't really asking me these questions or anything. So um, I need to just go back and, and start at the beginning. In fact, the first line in my autobiography is I was born at a very early age. And, and, you, uh, and you probably added that you were with your mother at that time. Yeah. And, uh, and so it starts, you know, right at the beginning. And uh, fortunately, I do, being a little bit of a pack rat, I've, I've got old calendars, uh, journals, all that kind of stuff to draw upon. And so it became kind of a, a personal archaeology project. I started going through a lot of old books. Uh, boxes full of mementos and photos. I, I, I used to take slides, you know, slides, 35 millimeter slides. Uh, ever since my wife and I got married, I probably took thousands of slides. And so I started going through a lot of that stuff. And, um, and in fact, had a lot of that, those old slides digitized so that I could actually put them in my written autobiography. But I just started writing, you know, as a Word document and just putting it. Uh, and then I've had some experience in publishing myself over the years. So I was able to take that Word document and uh, format it so that it looked kind of like a book. And I designed a cover. Um, I On the back cover, I did a, a timeline that kind of looked like a puzzle, you know, where you, you know, you move from space to space with uh, events that happened in my life at various ages and with some photos and everything. And I created uh, the front cover, the back cover, all the insides, added photos throughout. It came out to be almost 400 pages <laughs> when I was all done. <laughs> what, did that, and, uh, what did that cost you? Just let's get it out of the chute here. First, I had to get somebody to print it, you know, and I decided, uh, uh, so I actually wanted to make copies. I thought, you know, this will, by the end of 2020, I I I'd finished it up maybe in October, November of 2020, uh, and I'd been working on it since, like, March. And, and so, uh, and I've written some other books um, anyway, so I, I knew how to write, you know, so I, it it actually just became a fun project to work on all year, and uh, and what I did then is I tried to look up a publisher, an online publisher that would that would actually publish it for me at a reasonable cost. Well, I happened to find one uh, doing some Google research, a, a publisher that actually was located here in San Diego, you know where I live, uh, and and so I was able to just walk it over there and uh, show it to him. And uh, I turned it into a PDF file, the whole thing, and um, took it over there. And it was just a little print shop, you know, where they they do copies or whatever. You, but they also print 
you know, short run books. And so um, I asked him how much it would cost to have this published in full color throughout all the mm-hmm. photos I wanted in color and the cover and the back cover and everything. And it ended up being about 85 bucks a book. If And I was going to buy like 25 because I wanted <laughs> one for my kids, my grandkids, a few close friends and a couple to stick away and just, you know, uh, I, I decided uh, that would be it. My bestseller, twenty-five copies, <laughs> and um, and so it ended up costing me a couple thousand dollars by the time I was all done. But I just thought, you know, this is this is this this is a a, a cool Christmas gift. I mean, I um, there's yeah. other things, you know, and and you know, me being at seventy-five at the time. <laughs> You know that uh, the the timeline on the back was you know like my first seventy five years, <laughs> and um, um, it's not certainly not the end of my life or anything. Um, so maybe there'll be a sequel. Who knows? But but all the kids have really appreciated getting it, and uh, now, and it's very very detailed with all kinds of things that happened. But I really wrote it because I wanted my kids. To make no mistake about it, my life is part of a story that's uh, their life is part of that same story, and that's the big God story. And uh, I just wanted our kids to know that. Well, I have I have looked through your book, and when I looked through it, Wayne, I thought, oh, brother, I, I felt like I was using crayons when I'm involved writing out mine. And and some of our folks, if they were to see it, they'd say, wow. They'd all say, wow, because you are a writer and you are a publisher. But some of the other folks would say, I don't know where to begin. I have no idea where to start. Um, And most of them would also say, I really don't have a story. And they don't know that until they begin to write or tell their story. And then when people's eyes start sparkling as they're listening, they realize, oh, there were some really momentous, significant events that took place in my life that my family needs to know about. That's kind of where we are today, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's a perfect segue for our first guest here on the podcast. His name is Jeremy Bryant, and he's the co-founder of a, of a company called No Story Lost. And I like that title. It's a great resource for people who, who like you say, may not feel like they're very good writers, um, you know, are kind of aren't sure how to get their story into some kind of a book form. Well, No Story Lost will not only publish a book about your life, they'll even write it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a pretty amazing, I'd never heard about about this. I've heard of a few other uh, organizations, you know, the kind of, you know, where you kind of write it and they'll, they'll help you get it published. But No Story Lost, they actually help in the writing. So welcome to Legacy Grandparenting, mm-hmm. Jeremy Bryant. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate uh, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here. I'm anxious to hear more about No Story Lost. So tell us a little bit about it, maybe a little background work, uh, how, it, how it works, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll find out more as we go along here. Yeah, you bet. So like you said, No Story Lost exists to help families and help people write their own story. Um, so if when you're listening to you, Wayne, like, my gosh, it's so, so inspiring <laughs> just hearing that you spent all that time and work and actually did that to get those stories down for your kids and your grandkids. Um, and what we find 
And what we have found is that, you know, everybody wants to do that. It's an amazing idea. It's an incredible mm. gift to leave behind and a way to establish your legacy and to teach and to pass things down. But other than yourself, who has the time and the skills to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so instead yeah, pan- of... Uh, pandemics only come <laughs> along, you know, once every 50 years or something. So. Now, did you use the full three years <laughs> to write this? Yeah. No, it only took took the one year for me. One year? The, the, pan, the 2020, re- that... Okay. Yeah, things started yeah. opening back up after uh, the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, so anyways, if, uh, if another pandemic doesn't come along, but someone does want to write their own story, then, uh, then we can help. Um, so instead of taking uh, you know, that six months and all that expertise, um, someone can hire us. We'll sit down with them. We'll do a series of interviews. So we'll hop on a phone call. We'll ask them all about their life and about their best stories and memories and advice and legacy and what they've learned in life and how their story fits into that bigger story. Um, we'll write all that down. We'll transcribe it. And then we will edit it, clean up the writing, take out the ums and the ahs, combine different <laughs> ideas, keep it in someone's own words so that when your kids or grandkids are reading it, it still sounds just like you, but, uh, but clean it up. Um, and then from there, we uh, add, add those photos, we do the design and the layout, and then uh, handle the shipping, and we uh, print and ship a beautiful coffee table book right to the family. So for a family who uh, might be a little bit shy on time or just doesn't know where to start, they can hire us. It's, uh, it's one phone call to us and we'll kick off the process. Our team of experts takes care of everything. How long have you been doing this as a company? So we've been running for just over three years. Okay. Um, yeah, the first, the first story was actually uh, kind of inspired by my dad. He, uh, he got sick uh, about five years ago. He had cancer. And uh, we didn't know if he'd make it. Um, so it's a really, a really scary time for our family. But uh, right after he got diagnosed, we went on a camping trip. He had, we had this planned for a little while. So he got diagnosed. The next week, we went on a camping trip. And uh, I printed off uh, about 100 questions that I wanted to ask him, um, not knowing if he'd be around in a couple of years. And so got to hear all of his classic stories that, you know, he, he told around the dinner table, but also learned like brand new stories. And John, I think you mentioned uh, sometimes you just don't have a chance to tell your kids these stories. Um, so I heard all these stories that I'd never heard before. I couldn't believe it. Um, and it was an incredible time. And so got to write down a bunch of notes and then, uh, yeah, have, have all those um, I'm really happy to say my dad's doing better, so he, uh, he made a recovery and we're still going out hiking a bunch, but uh, that was kind of the, one of the first stories and what got us first thinking about No Story Lost and how we could capture other people's stories as well. My guess is that also served as good medication for your dad <laughs> to know that. I think so. Uh, you bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're out in the woods, so that's always good medication, but then also just uh, getting to think back on all of his stories and get to relive that. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he enjoyed it very much, and uh, and our uh, the people that we interview sure do. Um, yeah, it, uh, they get to know their their interviewers really well, and it's just a it's just a fun conversation where you get to talk about your childhood and your parents, your grandparents, talk about formative years. We ask what kind of trouble you got into as a kid, and tell us about your first kiss and about uh, you know your favorite youth group activity and all all those all those great stories from. From a kid all the way through until uh, until someone's reflecting on life and looking back on what the adventure has been so far, like you said, Wayne, up until uh, whatever age they are then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is primarily what 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 makes uh, 
no story lost different from there there are some other providers of uh of uh you know capturing stories from people who are who want to pass on i'm thinking of like storyworth as an example i think that's probably one of the most well known um but uh but is it the the interviewer process the the personal kind of touch that you bring to it is that what makes uh, no story lost so much different so I'd, I'd definitely say yes. That's one of the things. So yeah, it's super personal. Every story is different and we work one-on-one really close with families. Um, so every project looks, looks totally different. Um, so I think that, and just the fact that it's so easy, you know, it really is one, one call or one click and we get the process started. And then from there, what makes us maybe a little bit different from some other options, maybe some memorial uh, projects or autobiographies is we're focused a little bit less on the you know, the dates and the times of I attended this school then and then moved to this house there and we get to talk about the fun stuff. So the stories, the memories, the adventures. Um, and the last piece uh, would just be the flexibility. So like I say, we work one-on-one with families and uh, we know that every family story is different. Um, everybody wants to focus on different things. Some people might really want to talk about their career or maybe they're involved in ministry and just want to focus on that. Other people just want to talk about what their kids were like growing up and getting to share those stories or their own childhood. And so, uh, yeah, our process is so flexible uh, that uh, it makes it easy to be, be uh, flexible and, and make every, every family story hopefully exactly, exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you know, you know that uh, the Legacy Coalition is a, is a Christian organization. Uh, what we are most interested in is helping grandparents share their, uh, their faith stories with their, their grandchildren. Uh, just what, uh, what God has done in their life, how they came to faith in Christ. And uh, so it would be important for them to have a writer working with them who understood mm-hmm. those things and could mm-hmm. write from a faith perspective. Does No Story Lost have writers like that? Mm-hmm. Yes. If, yeah, I would, say, I would say definitely. So one of the things that's nice with our team is we have a handful of writers who all have a little bit different backgrounds and different journeys themselves. So when a family comes to us, we'll start off with a welcome call. That's our chance to just get to know the family, get to know the uh, person that we're going to be uh, asking questions to, the storyteller, hear what their story's like, what they value. And from there we get to connect them with one of our team members. So we, uh, we get to pick that really carefully and, and think about who's going to resonate, uh, resonate the most, maybe have some mutual ground of understanding. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if faith is important to someone, they, uh, they can give us a call for sure and we'll, uh, we'll match them with a great writer who we think uh, will do a good job capturing that, that faith journey and, uh, and seeing how their story fits into, uh, into his bigger story. And yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that it, they don't have to come into, quote, the office, that this is Correct. done by phone or Zoom or other electronic means. To, That's uh, exactly it. Yeah, we, uh, we actually don't have an office, so, uh, <laughs> so they couldn't if they wanted to, John. Where, where, do, you, where do you live, Jeremy? Uh, so I'm up in Alberta, up in oh. Canada. Okay. And uh, I run No Story Lost or started it with my cousin, Andrew, who's out in Vancouver, and then we've got a team of uh, interviewers and writers across Canada, actually. So um, okay. hopefully we'll add some down in the States. But in the meantime, we, uh, we do phone interviews and uh, Zoom interviews if the family wants that. So the best yeah. time to do this would be during the winter season, correct? 
<laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. We all like to be inside during the winter season. Give us a call. Wintertime, summertime. Yeah. You might find us in the mountains. You might more find us at our more desks. Ex- more expensive, though, during the winter because of demand. <laughs> but how, how much does this whole process cost and how long mm-hmm. does it take? Yeah, great questions. So we've got a few different packages. I'll tell you about our kind of middle package. So we call it the anthology. It's four interviews, so four hour-long interviews. And with that, books tend to come out to about 24,000 words. So a couple hundred pages once we add photos. Um, And for that package, it's $1,649. And then we have smaller packages, we have bigger packages, and some people will add extra interviews so might do 10 or 12 interviews if they've lived a long adventurous life and they're you know they're a real avid storyteller um but somewhere in that between a thousand to two thousand dollars uh seems to be a good fit for most families and we have packages that fit right in there so it's uh, it's certainly an investment um and uh, and we really try to uh you know try to create a premium experience that families are going to love it's going to be effortless um for them and it's going to be a really fun experience and uh and a great product at the end one of the things that uh, we have uh, is we've, we've called it our happy tears guarantee. So at the end of a project, if, uh, if a family doesn't feel so excited about their project that they get to cry happy tears, we'll happily <laughs> give their money back. Um, Can't beat we've that. Been, we've, yeah, we've been at it for a while. Uh, we haven't yet, uh, haven't yet had to use that. But uh, we're more than willing. So if anybody has a, you know, gets out, gets their story at the end and says, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted or this isn't worth it, um, happily we'll provide a refund and they can walk away. Uh, and hopefully they will instead be crying happy tears as they get to read it with their kids and grandkids and, uh, and, and have it forever. Well, you think of end of life issues. I mean, that's one day in the hospital. So <laughs> the price. And yeah, the- yeah. 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 We, uh, up in Canada, we don't, we don't luckily have to think about that too much, but yeah, it's, it's a great point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you buy that uh, middle tier package, what exactly do you get? Do you get, uh, is, is it just one book or several books or how does that work? Yeah. So, yeah. So what you get out of that is, uh, you get one book. So we'll mm-hmm. print and ship one book. And from there, if somebody wants more books, so to your point, Wayne, we have a lot of people who order, 10, 20 bucks, they can just add yeah. those on at the end. So it's not a whole yeah. nother $1,600 charge. We just charge uh, you know, a small amount for the books, for extra books. Um, and then the other thing that folks get is a digital copy. So not everybody wants you know, 25 books to send around, but they might send it to cousins and friends and that sort of thing, just a, a PDF version. So that's yeah. something they can do. And then one thing that, uh, that actually for my family has been really, really valuable has been our audio uh, files. So we'll include all the original audio files um, we did one of these stories for my own grandpa um, about three years ago, and uh, just about a year after we did it, he uh, he passed away. Um, and so, having those audio files now for me is just so valuable. I get to go back and listen to Pop telling stories in his own voice. You know, when I read them on the page, I can hear his voice come through. But uh, it's always nice to just get to listen to those audio files. So. We provide all of those as well with our packages. And the average yeah. person may not know what 24,000 words is. We're talking maybe 80 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our books probably have less words per page than a standard novel would. So a little bit more spaced out. And we'll, uh, we'll add somewhere around 50 photos into that. So most of our books will come out a little bit longer than that. Um, and obviously, that's a big plus or minus uh, based on how fast someone talks. 
you know, how in-depth their stories are. So I suspect, yeah. I suspect if we were chatting with you guys, uh, being great storytellers, you know, your books might come out to quite a few more words than that, even with that middle package. Well, I bet uh, some people even write books that are 400 pages long. Some, some guys do, I've heard, John, and, you know, we don't, we don't know what to say about those kind of fellas. But. <clears throat> so if people want to get started, uh, what's the first step? If, if people, people are interested in this, and they maybe want to see uh, samples of your work or, uh, or take that first step and say, you know, let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so two things come to mind. The first thing would be if someone kind of is starting to think about this and doesn't know where to start and maybe they want to do it themselves, um, they can just reach out to me if they have any questions and I can point them towards some, some resources and some ideas and ways they can do it themselves. If they have time and interest and uh, the ability, then there's lots of ways you can you know, make these books yourselves, and that's a great option for a lot of families. So they can, they can shoot me an email. Uh, my email is jeremy at nostorylost.com, and we can uh, get them set out on the right foot. And for other folks who think, you know, I might not have the time or the ability to do this myself. I'd love to just hire these guys. They're going to do a great job. They can check out our website at nostorylost.com. And uh, we've got uh, sample books there where that they can look through previous projects that we've done and see kind of what they look and feel like. Um, they can see all of our pricing and kind of our process. So that's a, a good place to start. It's just our website, nostorylost.com. I, I have a really pertinent question. Jeremy, um, what what is the exchange rate for the U.S. dollar in Canada? <laughs> yeah, so I've got good news and bad news. Uh, I've got I've got good news if you're American is we actually charge in U.S. prices. Okay. Um, the bad news is if you're Canadian, we charge in U.S. prices. It is oh. not pretty right now for Canadians. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. 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 So just to back up a, a little bit. The uh, you, you mentioned the questions that uh, your interviewers ask. You mentioned that you had like a hundred questions for uh, for your dad or, or whatever. Um, do people that decide to use your service uh, have a say over the questions that are asked? You know, can they yeah. pick and choose, yeah. or maybe add some questions that mm. uh, they'd like to to have asked? Yeah, so like I say, in that, uh, in that welcome call and, and going through working with families, um, we get to hear, hey, what are some of those great stories that we need to ask grandpa or you know, mom or dad um, or themselves? Um, and so they, they can tell us, you know, let's focus a lot on this area of my life and this, this sort of aspect. Here's some questions we definitely want you to ask. Um, also, if there has been anything tricky that somebody might not want to talk about, um, we can talk about areas that we shouldn't talk about or, you know, might not want to bring up. Um, and that happens from time to time. Um, and then from there, so you kind of ask, you know, maybe how many questions we've got thousands of questions and we've kind of boiled that down to our secret sauce of, you know, we've got a, a bunch of the greatest questions that we, we know we're going to ask. And those answers are just amazing. Um, so one of them is uh, that I, I, I love hearing about is tell me about your most prized possession when you were a kid. Um, and just the stories, you, the stories we get out of there are just amazing. My own grandpa, um, we had no idea what he'd answer, but he, uh, he answered his dog Fritz. Um, and I didn't, didn't even know he had a dog, but, uh, anyway, so we've got a ton of questions. Our interviewers, uh, there's no set formula for what we do on each interview. Rather, they have the questions in their mind. They know, you know, they know kind of what questions are great questions and how to get those great answers and how to pull stories out of people. Um, and so mostly it's a, a pretty fluid conversation at that point, but, uh, they certainly have those questions in the back of their mind that they, they can go to. 
Yeah. Well, it sounds like fun. John, my prized possession when I was a kid was a slinky. Did you ever have one? I did, and it would walk down the steps. <laughs> Jeremy, do you know what a slinky is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, though, when I was a kid, I think they stopped making them in metal. So they were just plastic and never seemed plastic. to go down the stairs. You get them down one or two steps, and that was about it. But, yeah. You want to know my prize possession? It was my ping pong gun. <laughs> Because I, my a folks wouldn't let me have a Red Ryder BB gun for obvious reasons. Ah. Yeah, so it's out. shot ping pong balls. <laughs> yeah, love that. Jeremy, this is great. It's great to meet you. And this really sounds like a terrific yeah. way to do this. And um, and I hope uh, we have a lot of podcast listeners that want to take advantage of uh, No Story Lost. And uh, so we just go to nostorylost.com. Or uh, email Jeremy at jeremy at nostorylost.com. <laughs> and uh, you can figure out how to get this thing going. Hey, thanks for being with us, man. This yep. is great. Yeah, yeah, sure. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, if, again, if any, any listeners have any questions or we can help in any way, we would love to. Um, so thanks for having me on. appreciate what you guys do and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and what you guys are doing out there. So keep it up. Thank you. Next up on Legacy Grandparenting is Eric Simons. He is a technology geek who is the co-founder of Novella, an app that uh, that you download on your phone for the purpose of recording and preserving your story for generations to come. This should be fun. Welcome to Legacy Grandparenting, Eric. You bet. Thanks, Wayne. Nice to, uh, nice to be here as well. Yeah. So you're, you're, we, just, we just talked with, uh, with Jeremy Bryant, who has a product that where you end up with a book. This doesn't sound like People end up with a book. They end up with something else. Tell us a little bit about Novella. Yeah, so uh, so Novella is uh, we're a, we're an early stage technology company, a startup, a tech startup, um, and the origins of Novella go back uh, probably about eleven years. So back to um, a story of mine uh, about my mom. So my mom passed about eleven years ago, and and at the time she had a degenerative disease similar to Parkinson's. Uh, and she eventually couldn't talk, walk, or eat even. Um, and when she passed, you know, my kids were very young. My daughter was four at the time. And, and the person that my daughter knew was just not the person that I knew as my mom. My mom was a strong woman, a vibrant woman, a strong woman of faith. Um, and, and it really hurt me that my mom would, or my kids would never be able to know or experience uh, their grandmother. So um, fast forward in 2021, we had a, we had a chance to um, pursue this company, uh, me and a couple of partners, and we all have stories similar to the one I just told. And we, we knew that we wanted to capture family stories somehow. And we're all from a technology background. We are technology geeks. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, I figured we, you'd take that as a compliment, not as a I, I slam. I yeah. <laughs> I'm and jealous. So, we, we decided to uh, start this company and we knew that uh, we had to figure out how to capture people's stories. We knew we had to capture people's stories and we knew we had to do it on video because today video is just the best um, and most widely available medium. We have to understand or know someone to see their personality or presence. Uh, so we started actually by filming uh, professional interviews of people in person uh, with cameras and, and the whole setup. And we did that so we could learn what the app had to do. And while we were doing that, we started working on the app. 
Um, and so fast forward to now, we, we have an app. It's in the App Store. It's available on iOS and web. And it basically guides people through recording their stories on video um, so that they can share them with the people they want, um, their family and close friends, um, and they can be preserved for the future. Do they do that from home or do they come into a studio? Do they have to go to you? What, what's the uh, recourse there? Sure. So, you know, originally, you know, when I mentioned we were doing these professional interviews, obviously we were going to people and recording them. We did about 60 or so of those. Um, great learning, getting to know customers um, and getting to know their needs. Uh, now it's you can just download it and do it on your own. You can do it by yourself. You can do it with with the child. Typically, uh, it's you know, there's a, a grandparent involved, an aging loved one. That is the one that is recording the stories. And then there is a uh, their adult child or even a, a, a younger grandchild that is asking them questions. Um, it's in a format where you uh, someone asks a question, you record the answer. Um, they can choose from the questions that we provide or they can come up with their own questions. Uh, and each one of those uh, videos that they, they have are attached to those questions. So you have a history of... of um, you know, these over time. Um, and then we have some social media features in there, such as, you know, you can comment and like on questions. Uh, you, you can do things like upload a picture and say, I did this with my aunt recently. I uploaded a picture from 40 years ago. Uh, and, and I said with my cousins and I said, what was, where were we at this point? What was going on? Cause I don't remember us getting together when I was a kid uh, way back then. How is this different from uh, what most people can do on their phones already by just shooting video selfies and and uh, you know sending posting those on social media or whatever? How is this yeah. different? Great question, Wayne. Uh, so people can do this today. Um, you know, I had breakfast this morning with with a, a friend from twenty years ago who said his wife uh, is doing this, um, but she, he said. And as we found out, he said, it's a lot of work. She puts in a lot of effort to do it. And she has to think about what she's going to do. She has to find the questions, come up with the questions and make time to do it. Um, we take a lot of that effort out of it. We make it easy uh, so that someone, uh, you know, your, your grandparent, they don't even have to create an account to use the app. They can just go and they can record. Uh, it's very simple for them to do it. Um, and then we organize the, uh, the videos for you so that uh, they're all organized by question. Um, so none of that work goes into it. Um, we've also found in our work that, you know, that people, this is something that people easily put off. You know, it, when, you're, when you're running a, a, uh, a tech startup like we are, a lot of times founders of a tech startup are trying to find what we call product market fit, which is, you know, how does our product fulfill a particular market? We found that people love the idea. They love capturing the stories. They love having them on video. Um, but even though we make it even easier, most people still don't do it. That's the number one barrier we've run, in, run into. Uh, and so if you imagine that, it's we make it even easier. Doing it by yourself, almost nobody does that. Almost nobody. So we have some plans in the future to bring that, that threshold down to make it even easier uh, to allow people to more people to do it. And uh, because we believe it's extremely important for uh, 
uh, everybody, really everybody in the world, uh, every family to be able to capture the stories of their aging loved ones. It sounds like when we had term papers due (laughs) and we put it off and we put it off and finally we were forced to, but by that time we haven't really done the adequate preparation. And on this, it does take gathering uh, thought, gathering uh, pictures, um, gathering people. And yeah, each of those is (laughs) fraught with (laughs) problems. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. You know, honestly, we've we've run into multiple situations in our work where uh, people expressed a lot of interest in in doing it, uh, in recording their stories, and then they didn't take action for some period of time. And all of a sudden there was a crisis in multiple situations. We've had people pass away. And so those when that happens, those stories are lost. Um, in, in other situations, we've seen people lose some of their memory. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's really, I mean, if there's one thing actually um, anyone listening to this uh, takes away, it's that your stories are important. They're important to your family. Um, they're important also for influencing your children and grandchildren and future generations that come. Um, you want them to be able to know you and you want, them, you want to be able to share your life lessons and your values with them. Um, so in whatever solution out there you use, whether it's us, whether you go with the book, whether there's, you do it on your own, please um, record your stories. It's extremely important to your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Eric, you mentioned that uh, uh, if it's left up to a person to do it alone, uh, they're probably not going to do it, that they need to do it with somebody else. Are you referring there to your, your kids or your grandkids? I know grandkids are really tech savvy. Is this something that they would download onto their phone and then you also download it on, on your phone and then you do it kind of uh, together? How does that work? Yeah. So let, let me walk you through the process. So uh, let's say uh, you, have a, you have a grandchild. Uh, your grandchild wants to hear about your stories. Uh, and usually it starts, you know, we had one, I'll use an example. Uh, there was one person whose father was in Vietnam um, and, and she had also lost her mom. And so she really wanted to capture the stories of her dad from Vietnam and the stories about her mom that already passed for her children who at the time were, you know, toddlers. Uh, and so she downloads the app. She goes into the app and she can select from the questions that we have. We have, we have a lot of questions that we predict will work well for, uh, families, let's say in, in her case, like hers and, or they can also create their own questions. So she created some questions. She sends one to her dad. Her dad gets gets the a text from her saying, hey, you know, I'd love you to use Novella. Please, please answer the question. He's able to download the app at that point, And then you can just start recording. He records his answer to the question. And that gets saved on our platform and shared with her automatically. What she can then do is share uh, invite others in the family or other friends. So could her dad, of course, the, the grandparent there. Um, and they can also come in, they can see the videos and they can start asking their own questions. So you do get this uh, really interesting place sometimes, you know, especially when the kids are involved, right? They start asking questions about all kinds of things. You know, what was your favorite food? Or did you actually eat this when you were a kid? What was life like when in the other country you grew up in? We see a lot when it comes to immigrant families. It's very interesting questions. And 
the ch- the grandchildren are very intrigued with that. Um, and over time, you know, with some of the social media features, they can comment and like on questions and, and videos. There's a lot of playfulness that that you see come out in these families. They bounce these things, these questions back and forth, and and these answers. Does that answer your question, Wayne? <laughs> Yeah, but I I do have another question, and um, and that has to do with where all the videos, and the sound recordings, and everything that Novella collects. Where does it go? Is there like a Novella cloud that everything is stored in? Um, how do people access yeah. uh, all of these stories? You know, later on. You know, like maybe twenty years from now. Yeah. So the, the all the videos are saved on the Novella platform. Um, and I want to make sure of a couple of things that, that anyone listening understands. We're big on privacy and security. So the only people that have access to that are the people that are allowed by that family or, or those individuals, right? Um, that's one. And second is that uh, the data is owned by you. So we don't own the data. You know, with some social media companies, the data is you put out there. Some of that's actually owned by the social media company. They can do what they want with that. Um, but that's not the case with us. The data is owned by you. Uh, so those videos are able to be downloaded if you want to keep a copy of them. Um, but the idea is that essentially that, uh, those videos become, uh, that area becomes an archive for your family legacy. You know, what I've talked about so far is just kind of the features that the, that the app currently has, but as we go down the road, cause we're, we're early, right? This is a long road for us. As we go down the road, there's a lot of, uh, very interesting things we're going to be, be able to do later. And we want Novella to become uh, the place that your family goes for their digital heritage or digital legacy. Um, everything there uh, about your family, ultimately. Stories about the family. Um, and it's not just the videos that you record. You, you'd be able to upload photos and videos, store that there, even other documents. Um, and then way down the road, we're going to be able to take a lot of that and create essentially many documentaries automatically um, because if you think about think about uh, on your iPhone or Android phone you know Apple can create these nice little collages of the pictures and videos you take um, but they're all missing context and that context comes with the stories that are told by your loved one so if you have the stories we can essentially create some very uh, compelling and engaging content uh, for for future family members to watch what, what is the, you know, this is usually the first thing we think about and the last thing we say, what, what is the cost for this product and what is the product? What do you go away with? Do you, do you have something in your hand or is it in the air, in the cloud? <clears throat> it, is, it is currently a digital product. So, yes, so it's, uh, it's all in the cloud. Explain that to people who are saying, what? which cloud? We don't have clouds here where I live. Uh, so it's, think about it as the same exact thing as, you know, Apple has storage, you have iCloud, you're, you're, all your photos and videos are stored in the cloud. When you get a new device, you buy a new iPhone, you can download that stuff to that iPhone. Um, that's done through an app that Apple has on your phone. Ours would work in a similar way, right? We have an app on your phone. You get a new phone, you download that app, you log in, all that, all those videos are available at that point to you. Uh, in terms of cost right now, it's nothing. 
So this is free. This is a great time to use our product. <laughs> um, down the road, you know, eventually you have to be able to, we're ultimately a business. We're going to have to be able to fund, uh, you know, paying employees and, and having this, um, this technology built out. And so eventually we think that, you know, there will be a cost associated with it, but no one will ever be required to pay that. They would be able to take their data with them to download their videos if they want to go somewhere else or they just want to keep them on their phone. So we're not never going to hold anyone hostage to having to pay like a small subscription fee or anything like that. Is there an initial fee though? There's, there's no initial fee right now. Um, we are testing a, uh, you know, when I go back to, uh, trying to prompt people to get uh, to make it even easier for them to record their stories. We are testing a physical product uh, that would be given to someone to a, a loved one as a gift um, that would guide them and aid them in telling their stories, um, physical products so that they would, uh, we would bypass some of the initial technology setup. It would make it even easier. Um, so we're testing that. Uh, and, if that product goes to market, then that product would be something that would have an initial cost. Well, you know, I, I was thinking also, Wayne, um, a, a number of people were saying app, Apple, you're talking about <laughs> apples and clouds and, and talk to your children, talk to your grandchildren. And yeah, uh, yeah. Let well, them... it's, it's true. You know, we've talked so far in our podcast, we've talked a lot about printed books, you know, and I printed this phone book of an autobiography that I've given uh, given my own family. But sometimes, I mean, kids today, you know, what are they going to do with that? I mean, it's, uh, they'll put it on a shelf and that's the end of it. But if they have it on their phone or can access stuff on their phone, that makes a lot more sense right. for the generations behind us. Me, I want the phone book. You know, I want pages that I can turn and and uh, hard copy stuff, you know. That's but that's my generation, and right. uh, but but maybe our, um, you know, our kids and grandkids, especially coming up behind us, basically, if they can put everything they own on their phone, <laughs> they're happy. <laughs> I mean, is that accurate, uh, Eric? You would know more about this than me, but yeah, I I think that's accurate. And you know, it's what what's interesting is even for people that like the physicality of the book and are more comfortable with that version. If you have the video and you record the video, the video has audio, that audio can be transcribed using AI. And uh, <laughs> basically we can actually, we could print books from those stories. So yeah. we do talk about that being an eventual product that we would, we would offer in addition to, you know, you having the video, you can also have a book with all those same stories. Yeah. Uh, tell me, Eric. I know you're probably not a, a you know, a exclusively faith-based organization, but you guys all, you know, can help people tell their faith stories um, with the questions that you ask and and so forth. Because ultimately, you know, our goal at Legacy Coalition is to help grandparents leave a legacy, a spiritual legacy, behind for their for their kids and their grandkids. Our product can absolutely be used to do that. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, you're able to create questions that are based on um, uh, it, teasing out uh, the stories about uh, someone's faith or someone's testimony um, and then tell those stories. Um, I think that's that's personally I think that's a, uh, a fantastic uh, use case for our product. 
um, and it works very well for that. Um, and you know, for myself, of course, I, I, uh, um, we also, I also do use it for that purpose for my kids. Um, I want to make sure that they understand, um, that they are growing spiritually and, and understand their faith. Although they're, my kids are such good kids that, uh, you know, I think they put me to shame sometimes. (laughs) That's great. Well, the product is novella, which I always thought was a short novel or something, but here it is. It's, it's an app. How'd you come up with the name? I mean, why did you choose that name? Yeah, so I, I read a lot when I was little, and uh, we went through a bunch of names, and I just kept on going back to novella. It has a nice ring to it, and it, and it is it's a short story, or a yeah. short novel, let's say. Um, and you know, this is ultimately what you're doing with novella is is you're telling the story of your life. So that's what you end up having. So that yeah. that's kind of how it came together. That's well, a novel great. idea. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric, for uh, being with us. This is very, very informative. It's probably a lot of our uh, folks that are listening on our podcast are hearing about this for the first time. So I hope they'll check it out. Do you have a website or a uh, place where people can go to, to learn more? Yeah, we do. And I'll give that to you so you can put it up. Uh, uh, maybe you can post it on the page. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it on in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so there. You know, I, I do have a special ask for, for anyone listening, actually, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for grandparents. So, so if if our story and the novella mission resonates with you, um, we're looking for help. And like I said, we're early on. We're still testing uh, our product and making sure that we make it as, as best as can be. And so we're looking for grandparents to partner with us to try the product and give us feedback on it. Um, so, you know, it'd be great if they download the app, but believe it or not, the main thing that you could help us with is testing that physical product that I mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, and this is, this is not a lot of work I'm talking about, just trying a physical product and seeing how it works with the app and giving us feedback. Um, and again, it's completely free. There's no obligation to keep on using it. And we're not going to hound anyone (laughs) for sales because we're not even salespeople. Actually, we're all tech people. So... (laughs) (laughs) anyway so that that's my ask uh if there are any out there um the website is www.meetnovella.com meet as in meeting somebody meetnovella.com um and if you go to meetnovella.com slash grandparents uh there'll be a special place that that uh, people can go to sign up to uh, help us test that physical product yeah, well, I hope that uh, some grandparents will take advantage of that and uh, and help help you f- make this as as good as you could possibly make it. The main thing is just do it. To borrow a phrase from from Nike, is so important that 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 we as grandparents pass on our faith to our grandkids, and getting it into written form or on video or some of the other ways that we've mentioned are just some of the ways to do it. The important thing is that it needs to be done, right, John? Absolutely. You know, I was I was just thinking the <clears throat> this is not really an optional idea. I mean, God tells well, we have historical books in the scripture. You know, tell the story, grab those stories. We grew up with flannel graph stories. Now we've moved to video stories of our own lives. And in Psalm seventy eight, where he's the psalmist says, Teach these things to your children and your children's children and the children yet to be born, so they don't have to 
learn everything by experience. And I, I think this is a great way to do it. Uh, here's some mistakes I made. If I could do it over, I would have done this. And if we could learn directly from our, our loved ones who have gone before us, I, I think this is a novel idea. <laughs> well, Eric, thanks again for uh, being our special guest here on Legacy Grandparenting. And let me remind uh, our listeners, if uh, you need access to any of the links or some of the things we talked about, uh, just check our uh, our podcast show notes. And also, friends, if you haven't already, um, let, register for the 2023 Legacy Grandparenting Summit. And uh, it's go it's probably happening this week as you get this podcast or or it may have already happened, but you can still register and you'll have access to the replay videos afterward if you can't actually make the uh, the summit in Dallas. And so uh, it's going to be a good one. We're excited about it. Tony Evans, Crawford Loretz, uh, Walt Mueller, Mike Singletary, Coach Mike Singletary is going to be speaking. It's going to be at the Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church in Dallas. And um, like I say, you can still register. Just go to our website at thelegacycoalition.com slash summit. Yes, and if you enjoy getting these podcasts and you'd like to help the Legacy Coalition reach more grandparents and impact more of our grandchildren, please consider becoming a monthly financial supporter of the Legacy Coalition. You can do that by going online and visiting LegacyCoalition.com slash donate. And we'd love for you to partner with us to influence our children's children to follow Christ. Thank you, John. And that wraps up Legacy Grandparenting, the podcast of the Legacy Coalition. Thanks again to Jeremy Bryant and Eric Simons for being our special guests. Until next time, this is Wayne Rice and John Cologne saying so long and praying that you have a great week of intentional Christian grandparenting.